It's time for a movie review. So come on in. Get that cup of coffee. Get that virtual donut. Pull up a chair. Kick your shoes off and stay a while. I'm really glad you're here. Hey, this weekend I was able to see the movie, the Jesus Revolution movie, based on uh, the Jesus Revolution that happened in the early, early 70s. Um, where the hippies um, were were brought into the church. Um, the hippies were seeking stuff. It was the the seventies, and and it was all about um, love and and searching in Eastern religions and all kinds of crazy stuff. The the youth of the day were looking for. Well, then they came in contact with Jesus Christ and their lives were forever changed. So um, it's basically the story of Chuck Smith, Greg Laurie and Lonnie Frisbee and how these three met and a revival broke out that lasts for a generation really, which caused um, a new music to be brought into the church, modernized um, of, of the music of the church, and, and just changed a, a culture. So if you're not familiar with uh, Calvary Chapel, Calvary Chapel's in Costa Mesa, California. And uh, as, as of today, I know they have over a thousand different uh, branches off of their church that started around the world, and it all started in a little church called Calvary Chapel, where Chuck Smith was the pastor. He was at a dying church, and he meets up with, well, his daughter tells him about the hippies, and how he should meet a hippie and get to know them. And he was very reluctant because of the difference in the culture, the culture of the church, of his little um, Calvary Chapel church that was dwindling in members. And um, they were straight-laced, probably, you know, very conservative Christians. And to bring hippies into his church was a culture shock, to say the least. A couple of people um, left his church, and but he stuck by the hippies and wanting to win them to Christ. And Lonnie Frisbee, who was the hippiest of the hippies, um, played a huge role in at the very beginning of 
um, the the Jesus Revolution by sharing the gospel with the kids, you know, out in everywhere he would go. Lonnie would share the gospel, and then Greg Laurie uh, met Lonnie and became you know developed a friendship, and they were part of Chuck Smith's church, Calvary Chapel. And the chapel began to grow, and and many people got saved, and, and the church just became very successful. So that's the premise of the movie, The Jesus Revolution, a two different cultures coming together and clashing, but yet breaking out in one of the largest revivals. Um, during our during our modern time, at least in my lifetime, I was this happened before I, you know, was old enough to see this. But um, many of that generation, I uh, really experienced a great revival, <clears throat> and uh, which I said still lasts to this day. So, if you get a chance, go check out the movie. The Jesus Revolution. Now, whether you're a follower of Christ or not, it's a really good movie. You don't have to be a Christian or religious person to enjoy this movie. It was very well filmed. I think one of the best Christian movies filmed. Um, It's just a good movie overall. You don't have to be a person of faith to enjoy it. It's a good family movie to see. Um, there's a little bit of drug use in it, but um, it's, it's, it's really a good movie. It was the only, I think it only was predicted to make maybe five million and it um, and just in a week it made over seven and then 14. Now it's almost 50 million dollars it's made in just a, a few weeks. It's far surpassing um, what it was uh, predicted to make. So I think it's like $49 million as I record this. Uh, $49 million. And uh, it's a good movie. It's It, it has a little, some, a little bit of love story in it. It has uh, faith. And, and it's just a very good movie. I do recommend you see The Jesus Revolution. And I, I actually, um, I mean, I'll give it, I'll give it four stars, four out of five stars. Um, I, I think there's a few things that would have made the movie better, but it's okay because if they would have added more music to it, but then being realistic, there wasn't a whole lot of music of Christian theme music you could add at this point because not a lot of it was developed yet. So there's a lot of uh, a group called Love Song who were one of their, the, the original Jesus music artists that played songs that the hippies enjoyed. You know, it wasn't the old-fashioned uh, hymns that the traditional church um, would play and sing. Um, Love Song brought in more of a uh, a hip style music, uh, and uh, so that was very 
important to the film to include love song. Lonnie Frisbee, a very important person to bring up in a movie. His role in initiating a, a revolution, if you would. Um, of course, Greg Laurie, who later became... Well, I don't want to spoil the whole movie because this might be some of my audience who don't know these people. But I, I do encourage you to see the Jesus Revolution film. And for those that are believers, maybe we should pray for another revival or revolution in America. Because I think we sorely need a wake-up call and revival. But that's in the hands of God and uh, God the Holy Spirit and the, and the Son. But the, the Bible encourages us to pray and pray without ceasing. And I think God honors our prayer. And if you want to see the world become a better place, pray for revival. It'll change your neighbor's life. It'll change your co-worker's life. Only the gospel of the Bible will change. It's not man. Man didn't start this revival. God the, God, the Holy Spirit was working in the hearts of men and using them. And he used imperfect people to accomplish his plan. Just as in the Bible, God was constantly using all kinds of people, broken people, People that just didn't quite fit in. People who said they didn't have what it takes to be something. Didn't have much gravitas. But God likes to really confound man and use the least of these to uh, become great in the kingdom of God. So... Hey, let's take a break. I want to talk about something after the break. Okay, thanks for hanging in there uh, for a short break right there. I appreciate you guys hanging around. But I want to say, um, I'm, I'm very grateful um, for the Jesus Revolution. It, 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 it refreshed the church. It, it brought in 
um, a lot of uh, fresh ideas and fresh music. It it people came to know the Lord. It was you know truly a revival. It truly was a revival. But I started thinking, you know, in America, sometimes I think we have somewhat to Americanize the gospel. We made we took the simplicity of the gospel and made it like a corporate business, like we're running a corporation. And and and, and by that now I don't mean to be negative Nancy or whatever. I don't mean this in a in a, in a mean spirited or or, or or bad way. I really, really, really don't. But sometimes I think we Americans have turned the gospel into a corporate program. You know, you look at some of the churches, I'm not going to name any names, but, you know, you could just go online. I, I watched one service um, from a church, and they actually were kind of having a what do they call it? Circus, Circus Soleil, or uh, like like a trapeze artists and, and, and dancers and women coming down from the ceilings and the ropes and and I guess they're you know very artsy, um, and uh, which is uh, uh, stop for me, but. It's more of an entertainment. It's more of entertaining the crowd. So they can go, hey, come to my church next Sunday. We're going to have, uh, you know, Boo Foo the Clown perform. I, 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 You know, it's too corporate. Whoa. Oh, they're coming for me. But, uh... It's too much of the entertainment. You know, you have your missional churches and you have your attractional churches. And I think somewhere there's a happy medium. But I would go with more missional. And I know how easy and tempting it is to go attractional because it's easier to do. And missional... It's, it, it takes everybody doing their job in the church to uh, share the gospel. And, you know, we make the gospel so much difficult that it, it doesn't have to be. You know, the Bible just tells us just to go, go ye into all the world and, and uh, make disciples, baptizing them. But instead, I think we're too much of attenders. You know, we're, we're, we're attending to watch a show. And there's all kinds of churches out there that um, are doing all kinds of different things um, to attract people. And, and I guess there's a place for that. Kind of like the Bible's already showed us the roadmap of 
what we as believers are supposed to be doing, sharing the gospel by sharing our stories. And I don't, I, 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 t- I guess I tend to lead more, lean more t- towards missional. I grew up in a church that was very attractional, but also heavy, heavy, heavy on the gospel and winning souls. So I, I kind of grew up in a middle ground, you know, kind of somewhere in between attractional and missional. But I think often we grow our churches from transition growth rather than new growth. In other words, we attract other believers from other churches into our church. And that's really not the biblical principle of growing a church. Um, new growth um, is, I think, is what we should strive for. And I'm not, believe me, I'm not mentioning, I don't even have a church in mind. I'm not pointing fingers at any church. I'm just talking to the church at large. So please don't misunderstand me. Um, I happen to go to a church I love, and uh, and I appreciate the church that I attend. That you know really do a great job, but anytime we take the focus off the gospel message and we put it on people, like hey, look what this person's doing or this ministry is doing, instead of just this is what God is doing, and I think that's the simplicity of the Jesus revolution. It necessarily wasn't about people, even though some of the lead uh, uh, people in that movie became very well known. It was more about being available to who put who, being available to who God puts in your path. For Chuck Smith and Greg Laurie, it was the hippies. God orchestrated that through Lonnie Frisbee to orchestrate and, and, and reach a group of people that were far from the gospel and were searching for something real. And uh, I, I think often we're more worried about a position of recognition in the church Um we're worried about uh, how our church looks or is perceived rather than just doing the gospel. You know, in America, you know, we, we have great places to meet and we should be thankful for the buildings that we're allowed to meet in. But it's, they're just that. They're just a building. They're just a gathering place. You know, I... I kind of, I don't wish for this. I mean, I don't pray for this, but should America get some persecution? Should Christians in America get some persecution um, to get out of these 
brick buildings and quit spending money to entertain crowds or fill positions and be persecuted so much that we just have to hide in our homes in small groups. I'm not praying for that. But I just wonder if it's time for America to be persecuted. I don't know. Hey, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to bring anybody down today. Um, or, or, or <laughs> it sounds like kind of a depressing show, but it really wasn't meant to. I want to encourage um, everybody. Um, God loves you. He loves his church. And God takes care of his people. So I do hope you have a great day. I love you guys. And hopefully I'll see you soon. Bye-bye now. The first time that I went to church was on a Sunday morning. From what I did, I figured I'd spend me a little time yawning. At 18 years of age or so, I thought I knew it all. My hair was long, my jeans were tight. I loved a knife or buckle fight, providing mates stood left and right, and those we fought were small. But my mates and me, we'd never been, so off to church we filed. We marched inside about three abreast, straight down the middle aisle. Uh, some of us were smoking cigs, Ron was sucking candies. We sat in what they called a pew. (laughs) Then looked around to see just who would come inside. Let me tell you, everyone dressed like dandies. The row behind was full of dames. You should have seen their looks. (laughs) And one old dear, she gave me a smile and offered me some books. We opened them, passed them around. You should have seen the words all set out like poetry is. And the words put us in a tiz. And Fred says through his lemon fizz, these books is for the birds. One old lady says. And the whole place buzzed. It sometimes and says, do hush up, you make more noise than us. We looked around the building then. It really was revealing. Sam says, hey mates, I get to school, there ain't no carpets on the floor. See the rafters? They're so poor they can't afford a ceiling. Can't afford electric either, using candles everywhere. The coloured windows like me granny's at the bottom of the stairs. Shut your face, I says to Sammy. I'm for listening. So is Ron. And from the left, without a noise, came a line of little boys. And Sam says in a puzzled voice, Cute, they've all got nighties on. <laughs> yeah, well, then, then came men in robes and banners. Look at that one, must be queer. Then they dare condemn us for the way we choose our gear. Ah, and then there's a minister, you know, whose job's to preach. The minister, what's his name? 
Those real long prayers and what he preaches sounds just about the same. Uh, I came to church to listen. Close. But I can't dig the chat. Uh, it's like... Shifting, sinking sounds. And words like uh, judgment or reprimand. Well, me and me mates don't understand a language quite like that. I'm used to talking with me mates in words that have a meaning. But that there church was just about the weirdest place I've been in. If people like that kind of stuff, well, let them, that's okay. But let me tell you what I feel. I feel we need someone who deal in words and thoughts and things that's real. I'd listen to what he'd say. Me mum once said, Son, Jesus came to help young men like you. But Jesus came so long ago, Mum. I don't think it's true. But is there someone here who can explain to me right now? Is Christ a myth? A madman's whim? Uh, some say that Christ can cure our sin. Is there a way to contact him? Or will I die? Not knowing how. Listen, I only came to church to see if they could offer out, but everything that happened there was way outside my scope. You know, like afterwards, outside, there was a beggar on the grass. He held his hand out to the people, and they'd smile, and then they'd pass. I'm sure he reached for something real, or something more than cash. He begged them for a little cheer, and they all pretended not to hear. I get the message, loud and clear. Church is middle class.